0: Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and Welcome to the Raiders Press Pass, your credential to all things silver and black. Antonio, uh, you, said yesterday that uh, you wanted to take a look at the film before you know uh, really diving into uh, Aiden O'Connell. Just was curious what your your uh, assessment was of his Yeah,
1: I think, it, you know, two halves, right? First half, executing, getting the ball where we wanted to, you know, maybe a throw or two here we wish we could have and complete. Um, and the second half, is, as we know, uh, you know, no need to press there. There's some situation where we're probably pressing. We've talked about it. It's, it's going to be obviously a, a great learning lesson, uh, not just for Aiden, but for myself, you know, and, and what positions we put him in and how we allow the flow of the game to go and not to have that kind of stress on a young quarterback. So. Uh, it's a team effort. It's a team's uh, disappointment as well. It's not on Aiden. Aiden, we didn't lose the game because Aiden. Right. All right? Let's let's get that let's get that straight. But uh, Aiden does know he needs to take care of the ball. I mean, that's 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 the quarterback's number one job, and we'll get better at that.
0: When you're when it is a rookie quarterback, especially starting kind of mid season, um, you know you have all your goals that, that are still in front of you. But at the same time, not that you have to accept the fact that there will be some growing pains. But there probably are going to be some growing pains with young quarterback. How do you kind of
1: Walk those two lines right there. Uh, yeah, that's where you want the team to kind of rally around the guy. I mean, look around National Football League. A lot of young quarterbacks are playing. There. A lot of guys are struggling with young quarterbacks. Some guys are doing really well. Um, and you know, for two games, we did well. And we had one half that wasn't didn't go the Raiders' way. And again, uh, I, you know, as we talk about it, you know, our leaders up front. You know, from Colton Miller to Dre, to, you know, Josh Jacobs, to Tay. You know, they, they got to put their arm around a young guy because, listen, we all have had rough days like that in office and not to point fingers at anybody. You can't do that. You know, it's a team effort when we win. It's a team effort when we lose. Uh, nothing but,
0: in specifically, but hypothetically, we have a rookie quarterback. What kind of time frame do you have? Do you know whether he's your guy or whether you need to
1: look elsewhere? Well, we got six more games left, so we'll find out in six more. <laughs> and then, you know, we'll see what happens with AP in 2024. I know it's easy to second guess, but looking back at that last drive before half, I know you said you wanted to kind of protect the quarterback. You still right. feel that way after looking at the film? or uh, I think not just the quarterback, but just our defense as well. They were getting the ball at the beginning of the second half, very explosive offense, had three, two timeouts, excuse me. Um, our philosophy on certain days is to do things a certain way. Uh, with that clock and where it was, and we're in field goal position, go ahead and take as much time off the clock as we could. Let's play this thing out, right? So we do that. We don't convert the first down. We kick a field goal. They don't concede. They throw the ball and complete a 30-yard pass with timeouts. So you can see where they, they were very aggressive in their mode. And we knew that. We didn't want to have any more seconds on the clock. So that was a philosophy there. And obviously, they were getting the ball back in the second half. They didn't want to give them any other opportunities and possessions. Hey, P, as a player, you know, coming off a loss, what were some of the things that were helpful for you in terms of, you know, learning from it but not letting it kind of linger around and move on to the next game. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because, you know, especially you got five hours to sit on the play and think about it, right? Um, But I think the one thing I did was just, you know, you reflect on what – first of all, I think you got to reflect on what you did well, right? And then what can you correct? What was the mistakes? Why did you make that mistake? And to be honest, it's the 24-hour rule. And for us, uh, it's even shorter because we'll be on the practice field tomorrow. And I told the guys to flush out their system. Just like we embrace wins, we embrace the losses and learn from them. And and we're doing that – you know, you, you would wish this journey for myself and the team would, would be undefeated, but that's not going to happen. I, I'm a realist, um, but more importantly, like you get back to it. It's National Football League, man. Damn, that was, that was a good football team. You know, they they lost the two defending Super Bowl champions. Excuse me, the defending Super Bowl champion and the the Chiefs and the the Philadelphia Eagles. So we knew we had up to our challenge. But look, there was no excuse. There was no mistakes. Guys came out fresh. We were ready to go. Did we complain about the heat? No. Did we complain about the travel? No. You know, guys strapped up and played, and we went out there and we gave ourselves an opportunity in the fourth quarter three times to either tie the game or win it, and it just didn't go our way.
0: Said multiple times yesterday, there's no moral victories. But considering how the defense did play against the Dolphins, what kind of optimism does that bring to you going into the Chiefs? So Another explosive offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, just you know, we we know what we did really well. <laughs> we know we didn't do well, especially against an elite receiver like Hill. Uh, but we're gonna deal with that with Kelsey and and probably one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and Patrick Mahomes, who we have ultimate respect for, and Andy Reid is a play caller. Um, it's, it's, it's a good thing for our defense over the last three weeks to do what they've been doing. It's just getting better and better. We're healthy. Guys are flying around. They're having fun. They're not blinking. The turnovers have been really critical for us. You know, the guys just attacking the football. You saw that with Nate Hobbs. You see Max do it every play. Robert Splane almost had another interception. So just, you know, like I told you guys last week, defense travels. Uh, I thought they did a good job last week of bringing their lunch pill and getting ready to work, and we're going to have to do that here at home.
0: I so saw that Amik was up, uh, but I don't think I, I saw him on the, on the field. Was that just kind of still kind of cautionary coming up? Yeah, protect
1: the player first. He was ready to go, but you know, it wasn't a game where you know, Amik's a young player. And being a former player, you never want to put somebody in a position. I don't care if they get cleared or not. You, you want to protect the player, and, and that was my call.
0: Antonio, um looking forward to the Chiefs. Max obviously has a pretty fun little rivalry with Patrick Mahomes. You've seen that on the, the Netflix special and everything. When you were playing, who did you have a rivalry with like that where you would kind of go back and forth with what's kind of a funny story?
1: Yeah, Donovan McNabb. You know, um, <clears throat> and it's funny even with Andy Reid. I think I played Andy Reid over 22, 23 times in my career, playoffs included. And um, McNabb was always the quarterback. And when we were kind of rolling with the Giants, I don't know if it was a playoff game. I can't remember, but he ran to the sideline and he picked up the damn telephone and told our coordinators that we needed help down there on the field. You know, <laughs> and then he told me, he told me when he called out the mic, he said, "Hey, 58 the mic," and I just called your coordinator. I said, "Damn, oh, okay, I got you, buddy." All right, you know, and they won the game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. But sorry, we got him back. I think the next year we sacked him 13 times, and I called his coordinator and his O line coach. So it was fun. Good dude, man. Very competitive players. It's always fun playing against uh, Andy Reid and McNabb. Yes. You mentioned before how Josh Jacobs' the offense goes through Josh Jacobs. As he goes, they go. When a team focuses on slowing him down, like Miami did, how do you kind of get that thing jump started? Yeah, well, yeah. We've we've seen that now in the last three weeks. The Giants did it. The Jets did it. Just being consistent. Um, obviously, we we don't want those touches to be at that fourteen mark. That's not our number. Our magic number is twenty plus, and. uh we got to stay with it. You know, it's not always pretty. There's a, a one yard or two yard there, but it, you know, yesterday there were some fives, some eight and nines, and, and we just got to remember that. You know, as we're calling it and stick with it. And I, and I give Josh a lot of credit. He's very patient, uh, frustrated like we all were with the result yesterday. And obviously, uh, you know, I've said since I've gotten here, it will run through Josh Jacobs. Um, that opens up everything for Devontae, for Jacoby. I mean, you see Crazy Legs, Hunter Winfrey, Hunter Winfrey doing what he was doing yesterday. So, it just opens up for our entire offense and our O-line. It helps everybody out. So, um, that, 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 that'll be the plan. Everybody knows there's no hidden agenda. Yeah, we got the best running back in football, and we're going to use them, and we need to use them.
0: A couple penalties um, that took away fairly big plays. One on a sack by Malcolm Kunz so that would have gotten you guys off the field. Uh, a couple on some, some positive yards offensively. Is that just a, another reminder of – avoiding those things in order to not put yourself in those kinds of
1: positions? Man, especially early on in the game, right? And they all happened to us in the first half. You know, we get a sack by Coons and we get a penalty. You know, we get a big run by uh, JJ and we get a holding call. Like, you know, and then we get a, you know, I think they call it a legal pick or something like that, OPI, whatever it may be. But, um, you know, that, that's frustrating. But I think what the guys did, we talked about it at halftime and we, we made those adjustments. I think, you know, but it was three penalties and Giants, three versus Jets and five last week. So the number's going down. We want to keep it in that three and under and in the world. But you know, when it happened, especially on explosive plays, that that's that that's tough, you know, and that, that obviously extends drives for the offense or defense. Obviously, you know, you were part of coaching the defense last year. What do you think have been the biggest factors in just, you know, the turnaround that you guys have made on this side of the ball so far this year? I think it starts with the coaches. You know, understanding who our personnel is and, and playing to the strengths of our personnel. And then the players buying into what we're doing. You know, uh, that's the big thing. You know, well, how do you buy in? You got to have success. And as you start to have success as a team and as individuals, you start to believe in what the coordinator is saying and how he's setting certain things up. And Patrick Graham has done an outstanding job with that each and every week. Uh, I think it was on full display yesterday. You know, that offense was explosive. Yes, they, they got us early in the game, but there's, you know, think about that fourth down stop. That was huge. You know, think about the turnovers. Think about just, you know, limiting the running game, not getting those guys started on the explosive runs that they've had. Um, number 10 is difficult to stop, and, and we knew that and that was a challenge. But when you get guys like Robert Spillane, Marcus Epps, you got Max Crosby, you got, you know, your, your blue-collar guys with Jinx and Bilal and those guys, and A.B., you know, it all starts to come together, and you start to build this, this this tight-knit group who have pride for one another and don't want to let each other down. And that's that's what we talked about, you know, and that's been throughout the spring and the summer. Now it's carried on to the season.
0: Is it to lean on Isaiah Polamau um, at safety? Yeah. He seemed to answer the bell pretty well.
1: He did. I've known Isaiah since he was younger, very athletic safety. You saw that there on that on that deep ball, came out the post and when he got it. I thought he was very physical in the game. Uh Here's a guy, you know, you know how it is in a week. The starters get all the reps. He might have got a handful of reps, but you couldn't tell. It came in right away, it was very impactful, very physical in the run game, and obviously has you know some traits in the back end to cover a lot of ground for. It. So, um, you'd love to start seeing him get going, you know, with that combination with Epps and Trayvon, and then you know get Teamer back in the mix. You know, uh, you, you like what you got in the back end. It's always easy to second guess, but how difficult was it to make the decision on fourth down to go for it instead of trying to kick those field? What there to win. You know, early in the game, you probably kick the field goals. Fourth quarter, how many possessions I'm gonna get? I don't know. Okay, kick one field goal, go for another one. I still need a touchdown to win. Do we keep holding that offense down? You know, we was getting three and outs. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But I told our team, we was, I told my team, we were all in when we went down there. Hell, look, if we <laughs> we, we played to win, I'll leave it at that. We played to win.
0: Other uh, guy you worked directly with the past two seasons, Luke Masters, who also forced the fumble. Can you just talk about the progression of him from uh, undrafted rookie out of Wake Forest <clears> to <throat> what he's doing now?
1: Yeah, very similar, right? I think from high school to college was a quarterback receiver. Then goes to play safety for a couple of years, switches to linebacker. He comes here, we work together. He does an outstanding job of just, you know, get changing his body. He looks like a linebacker now, and then you really trust him as like the third linebacker and possibly a starter. You know, he's playing that way. He's been very. Uh, capable of going there and making plays he just shows up you know he flashes here and there um, and he'll get better and better but here's a young guy that last year played a lot and started in some games for us and now when something happens to the Diablo or you know Splane needs to take a break you know he goes in he could be a green dot he can play both Mike and Will for us Um, you know hats off to him because you know he studies the game and plays the game the right way does Splane know what a break is (laughs) (laughs) no I hope he doesn't because I don't want him out of the game either um, but, hey, listen, I, I told you guys a while back, you know, blue collar, old school. Uh, it, I mean, you sit here looking at him, you could tell he's just battered and bruised, and he just, yeah. nope, not coming out, nope, nope. You need to breathe nope. Want to keep going and can't have enough of him. Can't have enough of him. Him and Max, can't have enough of him. Do you have an update on Colton Miller? No, we, we do not. Actually, the guys are coming in today, you know, the day off. Some guys are getting treatment. But, you know, Colton was close last week. So, I'm hoping, you know, we get our big boy back this week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Raiders Press Pass. For all things silver and black, download the Raiders app and visit Raiders.com.